Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, Show 28 Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology podcast. My name's Carl, and with me is our tech guru, Pete. Pete here, connecting to server. Everything we discuss is based on feedback from our listeners. Check out frequencycast.co.uk to get involved. Let's take a look at what we're covering in today's show as we take another tantalizing take on technology. A look at the BT to go smartphone. A BT Vision and Sky update. Sharing out your broadband bandwidth. Some questions on the Asus EPC. Plus your questions on FreeSat, broadband and the home hub. But now, here's Pete with a look at the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Time for the latest news on Frequency Cast. And first off, the Beeb's not free with BT. For a while, BT Vision viewers have been able to watch the BBC's seven-day catch-up service via the BT Vision box for free. Sadly, the service has now become part of TV Replay, which costs £3 a month. You do, however, get Channel 4 shows rolled into that too, and it does beat watching on the iPhone. Talking of iPhones, after months of speculation, the 3G version's about to appear. Due out on the 11th of July, as well as faster 3G access, this new phone has a built-in GPS receiver and, at last, a standard headphone jack. It's available for a much more accessible £99, plus a £30 a month contract. We reckon these will fly off the shelves. Now, some radio news. Virgin Radio has been sold to TMIL Golden Square, a media firm owned by the Times of India group. The sale price was £53 and as part of the deal, the station has 90 days to lose Virgin from the name. The new owners apparently have great plans for the station, comparing the upcoming relaunch to the launch of Dave on digital TV. Some more radio news and good news for Planet Rock fans. The station was due to be closing, but it's been saved at the last minute and will now continue broadcasting on DAB Digital Radio. Let's rock! Next, ITV HD. High definition from ITV launched on the 7th of June 2008. Unlike other HD services, it's not a channel. It's available as a service via the red button. ITV HD is exclusive to Freesat. Staying with Freesat, the first TV set with a built-in Freesat receiver has just hit the UK. The Panasonic PZ81 is a plasma that supports HD, and it's available in 42, 46 and 50-inch versions. It's a nice bit of kit, but a little pricey, with the 42-inch version costing from £1,200. Now Sky's HD. Breaking news, as from the 1st of July, Sky's HD service sees some changes. The service will now be called Sky Plus HD and the price for the top-of-the-range box now falls down to £150, presumably to complete with Freesat's HD pricing. Installation's £30 to new customers, compared to Freesat's £80 install. There's also a way of getting a £15 credit if you sign up to Sky HD in July. Exact details are still coming in, but see our show notes for more on this. Next, calling all Pete's. If, like me, you're a Pete, join the collective and help edge towards a world record for the largest collection of Pete's. Find out more at thepetecollective.co.uk And finally, the Ultimate DVD Player is here. Fancy seeing your favourite movie projected up to 80 inches on your wall or ceiling? Well, get the Niku R2-D2 projector. It's a remote control moving droid with reverse, forward, left and right. 
It also has an FM transmitter for transmitting audio to your hi-fi system, as well as an iPod dock and... Sound effects. A snip at £1,900. This is the droid you're looking for. Well, thank you, OB Pete Kenobi. For more on these stories, take a look at the show notes for show 28 at frequencycast.co.uk. Frequencycast. Now loading. Focus. It's flipping focus. What are we doing today? Well, by the request of one of the FrequencyCast regulars, we're going to be talking about a new thing that BT are offering. Oh, yes. What's that? It's a phone. Shock horror. We mean BT, British Telecom, doing phones. What is the world coming to? <laughs> okay, so um, you know the phones that all the business people up in London carry about with all the instant emails and all that? Strawberry, raspberry. Pavlova. Handheld device that people get their emails on. Very big in the city at the moment. Type of berry. Elderberry. Very dark coloured. Blueberry. Very, very dark coloured. Blackberry. Yes. Oh, blackberry. You have heard of blackberry, right? No. <laughs> You're joking, are you? <laughs> You've not heard of... Seriously, honestly, seriously, have you not heard of a Blackberry? I've got one. I hate the pigging thing. That blue thing I have to lug about with me? I can't believe you've never heard of a Blackberry. Anyway, Blackberry lets you get your corporate email on a handheld device. So BT has brought out a consumer version to basically rival the Blackberry. And this now comes bundled with their BT broadband service, BT Total Broadband. And here we have one of the handsets. This is called the BT To Go. Oh, looks like a mobile phone though, really. There you go. It's actually the HTC S620 is the model number, but it's branded up as a uh, as a BT uh, handheld device. So there you go. Take a look at that with its nice little QWERTY keyboard. What do you think? Lovely. It's the only problem with these smartphones is they take about a minute to boot up. Your Asus boots up faster than this, doesn't it? Yeah, but I bet that's got a better battery life. You're really bitter about your battery life, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you be? You just unplug it, you get it downstairs, and the battery's gone, you have to unplug it in again. <laughs> Mine's all right. You're using it wrong. Turn off your wireless for a start. Okay, well, I was hoping this was going to beep and give us a nice sound effect, what with it being radio and all, but there we go. It's booted in. Give us a quick description. Take, take, hold that in your hand. See what you reckon. Right. Well, what do I see here? I see it's like a word on a miniature computer screen. In fact, it's like a handheld laptop, really. It's got a QWERTY keyboard. It's a cross between a palm-top laptop-style thing and a mobile phone. I think, uh, this... think you've been a bit unfair. It's, it's a lot smaller than a laptop. I mean, it is fitting in your hand. It's a slightly chubby mobile phone. No, you see, I'm going to have to disagree with your description there, Pete. I wouldn't have called it so much fat as broad. You know, it's a bit like a, a muscular phone, as it were. But it's very slim and uh, would fit into your pocket very nicely, you see. So it's, it's broad width-wise, but the depth is very thin. When it starts up, it comes up with this, this sort of purple backgroundy thing, and you've got uh, various logos. BT Anywhere, BT Wi-Fi, Call History, Messaging, Email, and Web Browser. Basically, this is a Windows Mobile uh, smartphone, so you have all these other little features in here. Standard Windows smartphone. So you've got messaging, so you've got your email, SMS, MMS. Uh, internet browsing, camera, which is, okay, 1.3 meg camera, not too bad. Picture library, contacts calendar. Is this uh, to replace mobile phones or is this uh, an addition with? Well, to be fair, Windows mobile smartphones have been around for a while. The O2 Orbit thing I carry around is basically a smartphone. So this is actually nothing new. Uh, this happens to be a Windows Mobile 6 uh, smartphone edition device. So it's they've been out for a couple of years now. It's nothing overly special. But it is this form factor with the keyboard here. It's designed to be an internet device. So you basically carry this around with you and you, do, you, you get your internet delivered on the move. You can basically write emails with this little proper keyboard, not one of these silly handwriting recognition or on-screen virtual keyboards. It's actually got a proper usable QWERTY keyboard. 
Um, see how you get on typing. Let me just put you into a notepad here. I must say, I do like the look of this, but uh, I'm not looking forward to doing some typing because I feel that's going to be a little fiddly. I've got to say, I wouldn't be ashamed to carry that around. I don't want one, don't need one, but I wouldn't be ashamed to carry it around. Okay, just try typing some text to see how you get on with that. Okay, so what's my name again? Yeah, okay, so it's not so hard to hit the uh, letters as I thought it would be. I thought it would be more of a, a mission. Mind you, my hands aren't particularly large. Um, Are you doing okay there? Yeah, you've typed your name in. That's, what do you reckon? Comfortable keyboard? Yeah. It's not ideal. I mean, it's it's if you've got chubby fingers, you're possibly going to struggle with it, but it's quite responsive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're shaped in such a way that it obviously just takes the responsive tip. I'm going to try touching the T and the Y together and see what it comes up with. It came up with a T, so it's obviously a pressure-related thing. But to be honest with you, just flipping between the T and the Y, yeah, there is there's a possible spill, isn't there, or bleed over onto the wrong character if you're not careful. I must admit, I'm finding it easier to use the tip of my finger, like my nail, as opposed to my actual finger. Say hello. Hello. So it has a dictaphone, which it, is always handy, just in case your fingers are sore. Say hello. Uh, yeah, media player. So let's see if we can get a bit of music out of this. So maybe a little bit tinny on the speaker there, perhaps? Well, it's not hi-fi sound, is it? What I do like is this little slide control here down the side. Look at that. So you're, you're using the tip of your thumb to slide it up and down, so it's a touch-sensitive thing. But it's not on the screen, is it? It's just on the side there. No, it's called something. What's it called? It's called a jogger. J-O-G-G-R. Touch-sensitive sidebar. So uh, while, you, while you have a fiddle with that phone, let me just give you some specs. 1.3 meg camera. GPRS. Doesn't have 3G. Bit of a shame. Does have Wi-Fi, does have Bluetooth, little USB connector down there at the bottom, Windows Mobile 6, 210 meg processor, takes micro SD cards, quad band, and not a bad little size. It's very nice. I'm impressed. So, go on then, give me a price. Oh, good grief, 200 quid. £5 a month. And how long's the contract? Uh, that'll be 18 months. So, around 150 quid. Yeah, but the beauty of this is this comes with BT Broadband. So you actually get this as part of your broadband package. So if you go for um, what they now call BT Total Broadband Anywhere, you get this, you get BT Vision, you get your broadband, you get your email, you get your antivirus, you get all sorts of other things, your broadband talk, all for basically under 30 quid, including this rather snazzy little Windows mobile device. Considering if you buy something like this off the shelf without a contract, you're talking you know, two, 300 quid for your average smartphone. Actually, if, you, if you've already got BT Broadband, this is not a bad little investment. Very good. It also makes very clever use of your BT Home Hub. This is actually tied in quite tightly with your BT Broadband account, but it uses uh, wireless. So rather than having to use a mobile phone for your voice calls and your internet surfing, this is uh, when you're in range of your Home Hub, it uses this by default. So your voice calls come through this, you can do your internet browsing through it. So you're not paying for your internet costs, which is quite nifty. And what sort of range are we talking about there? Is that just like outside on the driveway or is this sort of within a few miles or what? It's using Wi-Fi, which is fairly short range. That'll cover your house, certainly, and a, like one house either side. But it is using this thing called BT Fon, which is the second thing we want to talk about today. What do you know of BT Fon? No, you've mispronounced it. Phone. F-O-N. No, no, it's silent P-H. BT Fon, F-O-N. A couple of requests in our forum for us to talk about this, so we thought we'd give this a mention. This is something that BT are now offering to their home hub users. Any guesses what it is? Uh, is it uh, a phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, BT Phone. That's the new, um, oh, I don't know. 
Wi-Fi community. And you get that from Fon Howe. Wi-Fi community. Would you like a Wi-Fi community? Oh, I'd love one. Can I fit one in my pocket? <laughs> well, you can actually with this device because this is about to be Fon compatible. If you've got a home hub, BT have introduced this thing called BT Fon. What it does is it allocates a small percentage of your bandwidth so that anybody else that happens to be close to your home hub can use your internet connection. What, with your permission? Yeah. Well, you don't know about it, but people are just leaping on and using your internet connection. And how much is that costing you? Nothing. How do you know? How do they know? Have they checked this? Yes. So you don't mind people borrowing it then? Well, you see, I've had really, really mixed opinions about this. Basically, the aim is, if you voluntarily opt in to BT Fon, it means anyone that happens to be passing your internet connection can make use of it and use, you know, could basically surf for free on the net. Although it's taking up your bandwidth, it's not actually nicking your connection. So if they come on and I don't know, surf for porn or do something illegal, it's identified as a separate channel. So effectively, they're just using a small percentage of the bandwidth you're not using for their own personal use. So you're kind of hosting them a service but not paying for the petrol? Yes. The advantage of this is if you opt in to share out your connection, it means for free you can use other people's connections. Right. So how does anyone make any money out of this? Well, no one's really making an awful lot of money out of this. BT are getting the prestige of having a large UK network um, of basically free wireless points by using people's home systems. Now, I was really anti this. I thought, you know what, I'm paying 25 quid a month for my broadband. I don't really want people driving up outside my house and using my broadband. Well, it's quite fortunate because your house has got a big car park, hasn't it, out the front? So you could find you've got a lot of people there. Well, I do live in Curries, as you know. I thought you lived on Curries. Oh, that's true as well. Fair enough. Good point. Um, so I was fairly anti the idea of, you know, basically sharing out my connection and the idea of me wanting somebody else's connection in return. Not really that much of a, of a big deal. However, I was around my mum's. Now, she's got dial-up still. She hasn't quite gone broadband yet. And I had my uh, iPhone in my pocket, switched it on, and it actually detected a free... Uh, home hub about two houses away so I could get a free internet connection at my mum's house actually you know what that was actually quite useful and as a result I've now decided to opt in to FON actually actually I think you said that now actually what I want to do actually is do a little test what's that actually right what I want you to do is on my little laptop here type in your postcode we're actually on the BT Fon site, and they have um, the ability to check hotspots in your area and see who else is doing this sharing out business. So here's your home address here. Yep. So let me just move the cursor down a bit. So what you are about there. Yep. So you can see... Bit over to the left. Bit oh, down, down, down a bit, down a bit. Yeah. Down a, oh, scratch. Yeah. Oh, oh that's oh, nice. Yeah, there. So you see, look, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven people in your fairly close to you are actually sharing out their hubs already. It's very nice of them, isn't it? So you've basically now got the addresses of all the people that have got home hubs in their houses. Ooh. It's a little bit, do you not find that a little bit scary? I think it's, uh, yeah, close to infringing on people's privacy. So effectively, if we drive out of your road, turn right, then turn left, and stop there by, is that a bridge? We're going to get a free wireless connection, because someone is sharing out their system, and because I'm sharing out my system at my house, we can share connections. Well, I, I'm mixed feelings. Emotionally, I'm all mixed here. I'm not too sure whether I like it or not. I wasn't sure I liked it. I'm now a little bit more sure I like it because it's actually proven itself useful to me. Um, be interested to see what our listeners think. Do you think BT Fon is a good thing or what? Let's get them to text in the answer. Fon, good thing or bad thing? If you're for it, put your name... Tell us yes. If you're against it, put your name, say no. 
And the number to text is... 07882043521. So there you go. That's our look at the BT to go from BT Total Broadband anywhere. And also a look at BTFON. We will bung some more details up on our website. Which of course is www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequencycast. Now loading. Interaction. Ah, last Macy's questions. I wonder whether we're going to get asked any. Actually, yes, we have some apologies. A couple of these are about a month or so old, so um, we are going to rattle through a couple of uh, questions on our favourite little handheld uh, laptop. No, my favourite little handheld laptop. I have to say, I'm very impressed. We had a, a review of one of these um, about three or four shows back, and you actually went out and bought one, didn't you? That's how impressed you were. Yes. Right, uh, what have we got? Kevin Baker. Uh, Calling fan noises always bother me. Since the processor in this one is not so fast, it might not run so hot. What's the fan like on the Asus EPC? Well, it has to be said, we just tried recording this, didn't we, a few seconds ago to see if we could actually get some of the fan noise um, onto this podcast. But I, can, I can't hear anything out of this, can you? I can't particularly hear anything out of that one, but I have noticed it on mine, especially when it, it does kind of run quite hot as well at times. But then that's probably because I've got it on a bedspread. Yes, it's meant to be a laptop on your lap, you know. Yeah, well, I'm in bed. It's on, <laughs> on my lap in bed. Is, is there a problem? Well, to, I mean, to be honest, these um, I, I wouldn't say the fan noise on here was anything really to worry about. If you're in a very quiet room, you can hear a bit of a whine, especially if it's picking up and doing a lot of file transfers or something like that. But to be honest, this is a pretty quiet machine. And is it not true that you can adjust the speed of the fan? Yeah, we did find a little script online that will allow you to alter the fan speed, even get it all the way down to zero and turn the fan off if you want. It's called EE Control. Do a quick Google. I'm sure you'll find it. Thank you very much. Neil Fulcher. Is the Linux version of the little thing compatible with these G3 GPRS dongles that T-Mobile and the like supply for broadband on the move? Yeah, we actually tried this with the 3ZTE modem that we reviewed in the last show, show 27. It does work. It's a bit fiddly. It doesn't come with all the pre-bundled software to make setup easy. You do have to go in and alter a few settings. But yeah, it's doable and actually get quite a decent internet connection from it. Does the Linux version have an equivalent to remote desktop connection in XP? Yeah, the good news is it does. It's got something called R Desktop, which you can get to from the EPC terminal. Fantastic. Uh, Chris Harold, what is the internal microphone like to use as a voice recorder? Well, to be honest, the model that we've got here is the 2G Surf, which doesn't actually come pre-bundled with the sound recording software. Is yours the same? I believe so. So, to be honest, we can't actually tell you the answer to that one. I would suspect, though, the quality isn't going to be that great, I'll be honest. I have a Samsung CO1U USB microphone. Will the software for this work on the Linux OS? Very much doubt it. Windows drivers and Linux drivers, possibly not. If anyone out there happens to know whether this Samsung USB mic uh, can be set up to run on an Asus, please let us know. And Tilliman from Greece says... Galispera. Really? Absolutely. Are you right now? <laughs> Can we move on? He's a big fan of the Scion 5MX and Netbook. Oh, I love the 5MX. That was great. My touch screen's gone, but never mind. But not a fan of Scion's network connectivity. So he's looking at the EPC. Well, I did it, but I'm a little bit disgruntled about the battery power at the moment. Yeah, you are having an issue with the battery power. You turn off your Wi-Fi, turn down your brightness, and you'll get a good few hours out of it. few hours? My battery's lasted longer. Duracell. So one of his questions here, is it possible to get the Greek version of Windows XP installed? Yep, see no reason why not. Can't see a problem with that. Um, is a RAM extension possible, i.e. to go up to one gig? 
Well, you can't actually change the onboard memory, but you can plug in these little USB memory dongles. Yeah, I use a 2-gig dongle. I haven't actually started on it yet. I'm using old dongles, but to be honest with you, I use it as a transfer device, really. Just put everything onto a, a memory stick of some sort. And is touch screen possible? Well, you can touch it, but nothing much happens. Sadly not. Not even on the, the newer 901s. No touch screen as yet, but I'm sure that will be coming soon. Well, I don't know. I use a mouse. Uh, and it looks quite cool with a, a miniature mouse, and it's not too uncomfortable. I don't like those touchpads. They're not so good. Cool, so who's next? All right, next we have David Dixon. Do you know of a PDF writer that will work on the EPC? Well, actually, you don't need one. No add-ons are needed, as OpenOffice Writer comes free with the E, and it allows you to do an exporter's PDF, something that Microsoft Word doesn't let you do. Yeah, so they beat them there, didn't they? Mm. And the next one is, would I be able to use a Bluetooth USB dongle? The Asus doesn't have Bluetooth built in as standard, but Bluetooth USB devices can be used, and the built-in software does already support Bluetooth. There's some help on how to use Bluetooth on a link that we'll add to our show notes. And there's some more from the same guy. Can you log on to the EPC, thereby getting a little bit of system security? Yes, you can, using Login Manager, built into the Linux OS. Excellent. And does the E come with a built-in webcam? Well, the basic model doesn't, but the more expensive ones do. So if you want a webcam, pick your models carefully. Great. So that's it for our special questions on the Asus EPC. There you go. Happy to answer our listeners' questions. Good stuff. Have we got anything more on it? Well, if anyone is interested in finding out more about the Asus, we have a website, frequencycast.co.uk slash asus.html. And of course, we did a special audio guide. See you there. Okay then, Pete, what have we got next? If you remember last show, show 27, we asked our listeners to text in and tell us what digital TV services they have. Do you remember? Oh, yes, I do. I want to know the answer to this one because I I rather suspect none of us are actually using any of them. (laughs) I think actually you were right. You said Freeview was going to be the highest number. Well, I'm always right. Apart from when you're wrong, of course. Uh, And actually from the survey, 52% of the people that sent in a text (coughs) had a bad cough. (laughs) Thank you. 52% 52% of those that sent us a text did actually say Freeview was their number one digital TV service. And number two was Sky, 24%, BT Vision at 12%, Virgin Media, 8%, and Top Up TV, 4%. Well, there you go then. What do I get for that? Do I get a prize? Should we do a quick uh, few hellos to some of the people that sent in some texts? Oh, yes. Let's just read out some of those sexy names. So we got a few, but we'll just pick out the ones that came in first, because obviously you were the guys really quick off the fingers with the text messages there. So uh, for BT Vision, we had Bruce Webb from Gower and Andy Wilkin. And then on Freeview, I see you leave me to do all the hard work here. Uh, We've got, starting with John Brennan, Mark Alexander, Chris Harold, Felix Stowe, Dave W, Paul Tang, Richard Curtis, Steve Wilton. Let me just pick you up on this. Richard Curtis signed off priest in charge, Wigston Magna. Hello, Richard. Nice to see someone's in charge. Uh, Stan G. Steve Wilton, Darren Kane and Dave Jukes all went with Freeview. Uh, Tim Marsh from a lovely place called Pocklington has Freeview, BC Vision and Top Up TV. Lucky boy. Greedy so-and-so, if you ask me. Uh, On Sky, we had Gavin, Michael Johnson, Leslie Jacobs, Rob from Felix Stowe and Paul Stone, who is... In Cyprus. By the pool. There you go, absolutely. James in Luton had Sky, Virgin and Freeview. And a couple of people said they use video on demand. Uh, Martin and Luke from Nottingham went for Virgin. That's a few of the people that sent us a text on the first couple of days of our poll. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. And don't forget, this show's poll is all to do whether you agree with BT Fon. 
If you agree that BT Fond's a good idea, send us a text with your name and the word yes. And if you don't, send us your name and a big no, no, no. And we'll give you the number in a sec. And remember, this is a standard text message. We're not making any money from these texts or anything like that. So um, we'd love to hear your votes. Yep, that'd be great. I've got a question here from Mike Lewis. I've got BT Broadband, and I wonder why my friend in the same street has faster download speeds. Well, there's a number of reasons why this might be the case. It could be to do with your internal wiring, especially if you have lots of phone extensions. You could try the Jarvis trick. Forum regulars will understand this one. This basically means removing the bell wire from your master socket. See the show notes for more on this. Otherwise, it could be an issue with your phone line, or that someone else is eating your bandwidth. Maybe a rogue app on your PC, or someone accessing your home hub wirelessly. Also bear in mind that speeds do vary during the day. And Chris Alot needs some hub help. It keeps asking for passwords and usernames, but everything I try fails. I need to know what my username and password is. With a BT Home Hub, the username is admin, in lowercase. Older versions of the hub had the password of admin, but newer versions use the hub's serial number. Enter the bit after S slash N on the sticker on the back or on the bottom of your hub. Now let's see what's happening on our pod line. Hello, my name is James. My son recently uh, interrupted a firmware update for his PSP and now he's bricked it. Uh, where could I go to get this repaired in West Sussex? Do you know of any um, places? Nope, sorry James, not sure I can help you with that one. Anyone out there with a clue on how to unbrick a PlayStation, perhaps drop a comment in our forum. And I've got one here from one of our Frequency Cast panel members. Uh, this is Adam Child. He says that he's a fan of the iPod Touch and doesn't want an iPhone. However, he'd like to connect to the net via his Nokia N95. Can it be used as a Wi-Fi access point? Pete. Well, the good news is, yes, using a piece of freeware called JoyQ Spot Lite. This runs on newer Series 60 phones. There's also a similar app for Windows Mobile called WM Wi-Fi Router. Links to both on our show notes. Excellent. And now we've got a message from John Gallagher, a blind piano tuner. He wants to know if it is possible to connect his Braille PDA via Bluetooth to the modem that plugs into his laptop. That's a question we've never been asked before, but we suspect the answer's possibly yes. If your laptop has an internet connection using a USB modem, then it should be possible to share out your connection using Bluetooth. Assuming your PDA supports dial-up networking over Bluetooth, then you should be able to make the connection. Thanks also to the couple of listeners that have been in touch about the I Got You GPS tracker. Very interesting bit of kit and we'll certainly be covering this in the next show. However, do take a look at our blog if you want £10 off this rather nifty bit of kit. Oh, I see. So you're telling me where to get one from and I haven't even seen one. What's that about? You have to wait your turn, won't you? Now, two questions from Dell Ward. First, whenever it rains heavily, I lose my Sky satellite signal. Do satellite TV receivers everywhere have this problem? Would I get the same problem with FreeSat? Secondly, can you recommend a simple device slash amplifier which will enable me to play music from an iPod or a laptop through reasonable loudspeakers, and which is also a good FMAM radio receiver? First off, yes, heavy rain can cause signal loss with a satellite dish. The same goes for Sky and FreeSat. Best to look at the signal strength meter to get a feel for what's going on. If it's a real problem, common fixes include checking that the dish isn't out of alignment or maybe even considering a larger dish. As for the iPod dock, we recommend the iLove i552, which has FM and AM, a dinky remote control and supports line-in. Picture and links on our show notes. And 
If I purchase a Humax Foxat HD box, how is this connected to my Skybox? And can I still watch all my Sky channels? Yes, you can have FreeSat and Sky working on the same TV set. You wouldn't connect your FreeSat box to your Skybox though, you'd connect it direct to your TV. Assuming you're buying FreeSat for HD, then you'd connect the FreeSat box to your HD ready TV using an HDMI cable. Note that if you're using two receivers and one dish, for best results you need a multi-LNB on the dish, that's the block that sits above the main part of the dish, and you'll need to have a separate cable going from this LNB into each tuner, as two set-top boxes can't use the same feed at the same time. If you don't want to run the extra cable, you can consider a switch box. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Well, that's it for this Frequency Cast. If you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. Or you can contact us from our site. If you're on the move, text us on 07882 043 521. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Remember to check out the show notes for this show, Show 28 for links to everything we've discussed today. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk So that's all from the show where the Asus we've given a hand with whilst you share your bandwidth and BT to go with the Home Hub for show. Catch you on the next show. And please spread the word.